Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministry. Glad you could join us here today. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we have here with you today, O oh Lord God, and we pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that would be here with us today, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, to give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, again, glad you could join us here. And, and before we get started, if you don't have your Bible, why don't you go and grab it, hit pause, go grab your Bible and maybe a pencil and a piece of paper to take notes on and, and highlight and highlight and highlight your Bible as we go through today's word. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, one of the most remarkable features of God uh, is that while he is the creator of the universe, the all-powerful God, he still speaks to people like you and me. He still talks to us. His speaking to us is usually not always in an audible voice, but through the drawing of our hearts, through the drawing of our hearts to him. We often refer to this drawing as the calling of God, okay? We refer to this drawing that you feel towards God as the calling of God. It is his way of inviting or bidding us to take a certain action or to make a certain decision, amen? The Bible makes many references to the Lord's calling. We find it throughout scripture. And today I want to spend a little time highlighting some of the characteristics of the calling of God that is found in scripture, okay? We have to always base what we learn and know based on scripture. Amen. The Bible makes many references to God's calling. So let's see what, what the word of God has to say. First, the first point that I want to make is that God's call is not based on natural abilities. Okay. Get that in your heart. God's call is not based on natural abilities. And with that, why don't we go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1. 1 Corinthians 1, and we want to do verse number 26. Praise the living God. For we see, 20, verse 26, For we see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Okay, we find the things which are mighty. So what this is saying here basically is that God does not look for the people, you know, does not look for people who are the most talented. God doesn't look for the people who are the most intelligent or the most popular by the world standards. Okay, God does not go by who's the most popular, most talented or strongest or whatever by the world's standards. Okay, he calls people who still who will walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. Okay, so God doesn't look at the people, you know, who are those that are on the top, top, uh, top level, so to speak, you know, in government or, or whatever, or the most powerful or the most popular and whatnot. He looks for people who are willing to follow the spirit of God, who are willing to follow him and not get caught up in the ways of the world. Okay, and as a matter of fact, God even calls children at a very early age. God calls children also at a very early age. Why don't we go to Proverbs 22? Proverbs 22. And we want to start with just do verse number six. And what does it say here about God calling children? He tells us, train up a child in the way we should go. 
so that when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay. So God is telling us right there that we as parents need to train up our children. We need to, to make sure that we are continually exposing our child to the word of God. Make sure we're reading to the, uh, the word of God to the child. If the child is too small to read for him or herself, you know, you'd be surprised during the course of the day, bedtime especially, read from scripture. Let the child's mind be constantly exposed to it. This is the way that God is calling that child. Okay. Jesus told us, suffer the little children, allow the little children to come unto me. Okay. So therefore God is encouraging us. He says that to bring those children, to train them up so that he will not depart from the word. We need to make sure that they're going to church and being exposed to church. We need to make sure, make sure that we talk about, about God, um, God's interaction with their lives, you know, uh, when they get into school and if they start doing things that, you, you know, that are not right or misbehaving or whatnot, we can even tell them, you know, God would not want you to do that. God would not want you to behave like that. Okay. So this is training up the child and God is telling us that because he is calling to children. You know, he wants children to be called to him. Okay. He wants children. And, and this is why we see so many things happening in the world today, uh, uh, in the school system where they're trying to just, you, you know, turn children around. They're trying to say that parents have no say in raising a child. And, and then the things that they're trying to teach in the public schools there, you know, are, are totally contrary to God's, to God's message uh, for children and you know, exposing them to things that at a tender age, they should not even be exposed to, you know, and this is why, because the enemy had, the enemy has has a a plan. He has a strategic plan for attacking the children because the children are indeed the future. The children are the future. So if he can get the children and pervert them away from the ways of God, then that helps to further his purpose. Okay. So God is calling to the children also, and we as parents need to make sure that the children are able to hear to hear from God. Okay. Another point is that God's calling is holy. God's calling is holy. Why don't we go to Second uh, Timothy? Second Timothy, praise the living God. Second Timothy, verse number one, chapter, chapter number one, verse number one. Okay. Okay, second Timothy, I'm sorry, second Timothy one, verse number nine. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Who has saved us, who has saved us, who has saved us and called us, called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Okay, so God's calling is indeed holy. The Apostle Paul declared that God has called us with a holy, holy calling. In the Bible, the word holy is often used to describe something or someone that is set apart for a sacred purpose. All right. To say that we are we carry a holy calling means that it is very special and should be greatly valued. Okay. So God is calling you. God is calling you. All right. You may feel like there's a restlessness in your spirit. You may feel that there's something else for you to do. You may feel like there's another purpose uh, for your life. Well, that's God that's calling you. Okay. And it's a holy call. Okay. And that holy calling means that you're going to be separated, separated by God for something, something special. Okay. And for a holy purpose. All right. So God's call is holy. Another point about God's calling is that God always calls us to do better things. God always calls us to do better things. And if we go to Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, verse 1, Ephesians 4, verse 1, it says, uh, Ephesians 4, praise the living God. 
Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in the hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Okay? So here the word is talking about, about this calling. Okay? He says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. God gives us a higher vision to live up to in order to bring out the best in us, all right? What, what he has in store for us is always better than what we are experiencing now, okay? He has a calling because he has a vision for where he wants us to go, you know? We all start off with very, a very rudimentary, a very basic understanding of our Christian walk, okay? And the first calling, obviously, is when God calls you to Jesus Christ. I mean, obviously, that's the very first call, you know, but it doesn't stop there. God has a purpose for you, you know, and his calling to where he wants you to, to go, where he wants you to, to be, is better than where you are right now. Amen. God's only hope for us is to is to succeed in life, okay? Because by us succeeding in life, then we are glorifying Him. Right? We cannot we cannot bring others to Christ if we ourselves are not living a lives where living lives where you know we're, we're prospering, you know, we're 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 healthy and and so on like that. Where we're not struggling, okay? If we are living a victorious life, then people that that see our lives are more likely to come to God, are more likely to to want to know about Jesus Christ, okay? So God's calling is always something that's going to bring you to a better place okay so remember that god is calling on you god's calling has a purpose that's another point that i want to make god's calling has a purpose and he wants you to to know it okay and if we go to ephesians uh, 1 go back to ephesians 1 praise the living god ephesians 1 and we want to start with verse 17 okay praise the living god he has a purpose and he wants you to know it Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us with who believe, the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And we'll stop there. Amen. But the thing is that the, the important scripture is verse number 18 is the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Okay. Your eyes, God wants your eyes to be open. God wants your eyes to be to, to be open and you enlightened. Okay. Understand, Saint, understand that, that, that God has a hand on you. Okay? God has his hand reaching out to you. God is calling unto you. There are better things that he has in store for you. Okay. Some of us may feel that kind of restlessness in our spirit, you know, like, you know, we're not doing enough in church or we're not doing enough with the word of God. You know, sometimes you'll be getting uh, uh, all of this wisdom from God. You'll be getting all of this knowledge and you may be wondering, well, how do I use this? How do I, how do I spread this wisdom and knowledge, you know, that the Lord has shared with me, that the Lord has given me? Well, that's God calling you to do greater things. Amen. And, and if you yield to that call and realize that he has a purpose in your life, that you'll see things starting to change. All right. 
Paul prayed for fellow Christians that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of his calling. And still today, God calls us for a reason. There is a hope to his calling, a purpose attached to his fulfillment. Okay, there's a reason why God is calling you. You know, you, you have a purpose. You have a purpose. You know, you don't know if you're being called to be a preacher or a minister, you know, uh, an, uh, uh, an apostle, an evangelist, you, you, you don't know, you know. But even if it isn't a, a fancy title like that, God has a calling and a purpose for you. It may be something to deal with your family. It may be something to deal with those on your job. It may be something to deal with your peers or those in your neighborhood. Okay, but God does have a calling. We just don't have a, a pointless life, all right? You've heard the old expression, you know, where you sit around and you ponder what is the meaning of the universe and what is the meaning of life. Well, there is much meaning for your life. Okay, there is much meaning for your life. The first thing is that you need to know because of the fact that you've asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a calling on your life. There's a calling. And if you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ, if you're out there struggling and you, you can't make ends meet and you, you, you're worried all of the time, you're worried about current events, and, and there is a solution, there's an answer to that, and, and that's Jesus Christ. So take the first step and answer the call because God doesn't want anyone on this earth to perish. Not at all. He wants everyone on this earth to be saved. Okay, so that's the first step right there. You become saved if you're not already. But then also know that after you take that step, that God has a further purpose. Okay, you take that step and God says, uh-huh, now I can roll up my sleeves and now I can start working on that believer's life because now that person believes in who I am. So therefore, I'm going to be calling to bring him or her to where I want him or her to be. Okay, so remember that. And God's calling is, is irre irrevocable. Okay, it cannot be revoked. God does not revoke a call once he, once he calls someone and once someone responds. Okay, God does not revoke it. So why don't we go to Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 11, and verse 29. Praise God. Romans 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Underline that if you don't have it already underline for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Okay, so it's as simple as that. Once God gives the call to you, okay, he doesn't change his mind and take it away. Okay, he does not change his mind. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. God doesn't change his mind about his call. Our mistakes don't diminish his vision or derail his plan for us. He does not withdraw his call, even when we mess up. He's more interested in moving us forward than in punishing us for, for the past, for our past. Okay? okay? He's not looking at that. Okay? What was in the past was the past, and, and that's done with. And it's done with. Okay, you look at Moses. Okay, Mo Moses killed that uh, Egyptian uh, um, uh, a soldier there. Okay, who was who was beating and and pushing the, the the people of Israel there. Moses killed him. And what 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 happened with Moses? Moses repented of that. And he went on to become a mighty man of God. Okay, look at King David. King David sure had a uh, you know a, a blemished uh, a past there with Bathsheba and so on like that. But look what what David became. Okay, so God does not look at your past. He does not. Look look at your past at all. And when he calls you, he does not take back that call. All right? So don't be worrying about what I used to be or what I did in the times past. You know, how can God choose me? God has a reason for choosing you. God has a reason for calling out to you. And what you need to do is to answer that call and see what it is and where it is that God wants to take you. 
Amen, amen, amen. So, so remember that once God calls it, God doesn't say, oh, gee whiz, I'm sorry I called that person because look at his, his or her checkered life that they used to live. That's not what God is looking for. He's more interested in, in how can I take this person? How can I take this person and, and shape them and mold them to become what I want them to be? Okay. Well, where is their heart? Where is their spirit in terms of wanting to serve me, wanting to glorify my name? Okay, this is what God is looking for in your life. Okay, He doesn't worry about how you were in the past. Okay, and, and and He sees He sees the goodness in you. He sees what you can become. You see, you see, God sees a potential. God sees a potential that we don't see. Because of the fact that we spend our lives just beating ourselves to death all the time. We spend our lives with, filled with guilt, you know, because we made a mistake and we, we slipped and stumbled, you know. And then the devil comes in and he plants those nagging lies uh, into our head, into our souls, into our minds, you know, by saying, oh, you're never going to succeed. You're never going to do this. You're never going to do that. You're going to continue always suffering. That's where you're always going to be because you are nothing but a failure. God doesn't look at us that way. God sees the potential, you you know, it's like God takes that lump of clay, you know, and I don't know if you've ever done any sculpturing or anything. I mean, when I was back in junior high school, I had a sculpturing class, you know, and, 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 and uh, I'm not, not far, far from being a sculptor, but I'm saying, but I remember you take that piece of clay there and you kind of say, well, what can this become? And at this point, it's a lump of clay. That's all it is. It's got all the impurities in it, you know, bits of rock and so on like that. And, and you, you look at it, well, what can this clay become? Okay. Well, that's what God looks at us. Is what is it that I want to shape this person to be? Okay. And then God takes us and he shapes us and, I, and he molds us. He shapes us and he molds us and takes out all of the impurities. Okay. He, 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 he sifts us. All right? All right. And then he shapes us into what it is until we become a vessel. You know, a vessel into which he can pour his Holy Spirit, all right, so that we can wind up growing and glorifying his name and furthering and furthering the gospel of Jesus Christ, all right? So God has a calling on you, all right, and, and you need to really consider that and think about it, okay? And then the last thing is that God's call, God's call requires a response. God's call require, requires a response, you know, and if we go to Hebrews 3, go to Hebrews 3. Hebrews chapter 3, and we start with verse number 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as, as also Moses was faithful in his house. Amen? Amen? Let's read that again. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, partakers of the heavenly calling, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him that appointed him, God the Father, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Amen. So the operative verse is obviously verse number one. Wherefore, holy brethren, partake of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle, okay, of our profession, Jesus Christ. When God calls, it requires a response. So if God is calling to you, and he is, because he calls to all of us, then it requires a response. You need to respond to God's calling. And if you can respond to God's calling, if you can stop uh, uh, feeling, feeling unsure about yourself, if you can stop feeling like you're on shaky ground, like you don't have the wherewithal to respond to God, you need to toss that aside because that's the devil just trying to deter you. 
That's the gut, the devil trying to discourage you from being bold enough to step out in faith, knowing that if God is calling me, I'm going to answer. Okay, all right, all right. and he's calling to you. He's calling you. It refers to Christians. Uh, Hebrews here refers to Christians as partakers of the heavenly calling. The word partakers is critical in that it signifies our responsibility. Okay, to take part in the calling God, and uh, to take part in and respond to the calling that God has for us. Amen, amen, amen. We need to respond to that. You see, it's one thing for us to be served food, but it's another thing to partake of it. We can be served food, but then the other thing is for us to partake of it. Right? You're in a restaurant and you order your meal, and the waiter brings over your meal and puts it on your plate, knowing you you have served the meal, but now you have to go and you can eat it, and you have to eat it in order to benefit by it. And that's by an act of your will that you take that fork and knife and you cut that food and you start eating it. All right? So it's the same thing here. It's one thing to be served food, but it's another thing to partake of it. In the same way, there is a difference in hearing God's call, the difference in hearing God's call and answering his call. Okay? Now we can hear his call and we can know in our spirits, we can know in our heart of hearts that God is calling me. But that's like that, fruit, that, that uh, uh, plate of food sitting in front of you. But if you don't partake of it, then you don't benefit from it. So you may know that God is calling you, and you can hear hear that call from God, but if you don't answer it, then you're not going to benefit. You're not going to answer it. If you don't answer it, you're not going to benefit. Okay? And there's so much, it is so beneficial to be able to benefit from God's Word, okay? because He has nothing but good plans for you. Okay? Right? And even, even if you're not struggling now, you, you, know, you know, we don't know what's coming down the pike, and no one does. Only God knows the future. Right? So we need to make sure that we are prepared to handle the future in our lives. And the only way we can do that is by having God in your life. We don't know what's going to happen around the world, which may wind up impacting this particular country or any other country. You don't know. So we need to know, make sure that we know what God is calling us to do. We need to make sure that we know that, that, that God is preparing us uh, uh, for a specific action in life. And that action may be yet to come. Some of you out there right now, you are feeling it. You're feeling it that there's something else that I need to do, you know. And that tension that kind of builds is like a rubber band that's being stretched and stretched and stretched. And you're kind of feeling, well, something's got to give. This rubber band is going to pop at some point. Well, if, it, if the rubber band of life does pop, so to speak, all right, then you need to make sure that you have God right there, right there to, to, to catch you, you know, and, and, and to support you. All right. And, 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 and that calling, you know, it's like him saying, I'm over here. I'm over here, Joe. I'm over here, Mary. I'm over here. Follow me. Follow me. Okay? And, and, and don't think that because, you know, you're not a quote-unquote an important person by the world's standards that you don't have certain skills and, and certain ta and talents. Why would God call you? God has his reasons for calling you because in each and every single one of us, he placed an ability. All right? Each and every single one of us, God has placed an ability in us to excel in something. All right? The challenge is for us to find out what that ability is, okay? And when God is calling you, he's calling you to take that ability that he's planted in you, to take that ability and in him and through him and by following his Holy Spirit to grow and to blossom that ability, which will take you to levels where you have the faintest idea. You, you just can't see it right now, okay? You just can't see it. And all of this taking you is not, is not for your fame, so to speak. This is for you to be able to bring others to him. This is for you to be able to set an example for others that might out there be struggling. Okay, this is this is this is this is for you to to be able to to show them that God has a calling on them too, and that all is not lost. 
right? I, nothing, no one that God brings into this earth, okay, is, is, is uh, here without reason. We all have a reason, okay? Right? The, the scripture we read there said that the calling really started from the beginning of time, from the foundations of the earth. Before you were born, before you were born, God had a purpose and a plan for you. Okay? And we all, we, all have, we all have the option of partaking of it or not. There were many that were called that chose not to partake of it. Many who were called who chose not to partake of it. All right? All right? And, and it, it can only be, tell, be told by the, the, the life that they led and the things that they did not accomplish. Okay? All right? So the first thing is, like I said, the very first scriptures that we read there, God does not look for those that are famous, those that are strong, those that are so important. By the world standards, by the world standards, okay? But God looks, at, looks for those people who in their hearts he knows are going to follow him, okay? Are going to walk in the spirit, okay? So remember that, that you have to make sure that you're, you're, you're partaking of it, okay? God's call and answering his call. We shouldn't just acknowledge his call. We should obey Okay, we shouldn't just acknowledge, yes, Lord, I hear you, I hear you calling, but then you go on and you go off and you do something else. Okay, no, it doesn't work like that, okay? If you acknowledge God's call and you partake of it, you have to make sure that you obey whatever it is that he's telling you to do. We must be partakers of his heavenly calling by responding with a strong and powerful yes. Right? So I encourage you today to, to receive the truth of these scriptures that we've read. Receive the truth of them. Let's listen for the voice of God, his call, and follow where he leads. All right? It's important. You know? And you can look around you again, like I said, you, know, you can look around you, you can see where things are, 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 are going uh, in this world, okay? where things are going with, without children. You know, there's a barrage, a constant attack on our children. There's a barrage and a constant attack on our Christian way of life, on our values. Okay? Our freedoms are being slowly chipped at and, and whittled away. Okay? So something is amiss, you know? Okay, the devil's afoot, you know, rest assured of that. Right? And, and God is calling you, God is calling you to, 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 to be a warrior, okay, to be a warrior uh, for Christ Jesus, to be a mighty ambassador for Christ Jesus, amen. God is calling you, God is calling you to take your life and, and, and give it to him and let him shape it and mold it to where he wants you to be. Right? God wants you to succeed. And if you yield and partake of God's calling and give in and follow what his voice is telling you to do, I, guarantee, I don't guarantee you, the word of God guarantees you that you will indeed be successful. Okay? And all of the burdens shall be taken off of your shoulders. The things that you worry about won't be worrisome anymore because God will show you a new way. God has a calling. This is the calling for you. This may be an eye-opener for you. Maybe you never thought of it this way before. But I'm telling you that times are changing. Times are changing. Times are being stepped up. You can see how quickly the year is flying by. You can see how quickly the days go. You know, you know already we're into, uh, uh, what is it, going into April already, okay? And it seems like we just came out of Christmas. And here we are going into the fourth month of the year. So time is being stepped up. There's so much going on all over the world. There's wars and rumors of wars. Uh, uh, we've got pestilence out there in the form of COVID. We've got so many social things that are going on where they're trying to, to, uh, to, to do these grand social exper experiences, experiments, if you will, to change the way we live our lives. Okay? God gave us freedom, and, and no man can take that away from us. But these freedoms are being chipped away at. So there's a calling on you. There's a calling on you. There's a calling on you. There's a work for you to do that's going to help to bring things to where God wants them to be. 
And don't, don't underestimate yourself. Like I said, God doesn't look for the important and the powerful and the famous people. God looks for those individuals who are simply ready and able to follow him. That's all it takes. And if you're ready and you're able to follow Holy Spirit and be guided by Holy Spirit, then that's a calling and you have an important role to play. Amen. Pray about it. Think on it. Get your heart to a place where you're saying, yes, Lord, I'm just willing to obey. I'm willing to go wherever it is that you want me to go. Okay, we've read the scriptures here, what the word of God says about it. God does not lie. If he says that he calls people, then he means that he calls people. Okay, I, I, I guarantee one thing I can say that I promise because I know my past history. I know me. Amen. And, and that is that I never at all, the furthest thing in my life was ever to be preaching. Okay, the furthest thing in my life, the furthest thing in my dreams ever to, 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 to pastor a church, not by a long shot. Okay, but at an early stage, I knew that there was something there and I ran away from it. And I'm, and I'm not the only one that, that, that can speak this story. That There are many, many other pastors and ministers out there that, that have similar things to say. But I'm telling you that I did not go after preaching or pastoring or anything else. But I knew that there was something there that was calling me and I ran away from it. So it took me years to come around to where God finally, finally wanted me to be, okay? And I finally surrendered, finally surrendered. And I said, okay, Lord, I can see right now there's something else that for me to do. There's got to be a better way. And Lord, I've tried to find it. I can't find it. Lord, so I give my life to you. I give it to you. You take my life where you want me to go, okay? And by my surrendering, by my finally saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to partake of this plate of food, so to speak. I'm going to partake of what you are putting before me. Lord, just come into my life and you take control. I surrender. And that's when things started happening. Things started moving and so on like that. Amen. 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 So God doesn't look for the famous, the, the, the rich, the powerful and everything. God is really looking for someone that is saying, yes, Lord, I sense and I hear you calling me. Like I said earlier in the start of this message, that we don't always hear that uh, audible voice from God. God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wills. You know, he can speak to us however he wills, he wills, but we don't always hear that audible voice. But you feel it in here. You feel it. You feel it. And especially if you're a child of God, if you're a born-again believer already, you know and you recognize that feeling deep within your spirit that God is calling you to do something. Amen. Amen. So yield to it. Give and say, yes, Lord, I am ready, willing and able to give in to this call. What is it that you would have me to do? Okay. And then again, back to the children for a moment. If you have children, you grab those children and you bring them to you and bring them to the Lord, bring them to you, lead them in prayer, get them into church and expose them to the word of God. Train up a child and he will not depart from it. The word of God says, okay, right? Because these things are important. These things are very important. Okay, so there's a calling on you. There's a calling on you. Don't ignore it. Just give in to God and you'll start seeing some mighty and wondrous things happening in your life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And um, if it was, please pass on the uh, links to, uh, to find these messages. We can be found at www.genesis1.sermon.net. One word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. And at the top of the page, you'll see a uh, subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be automatically notified when these messages are available. Uh, we're also on YouTube, Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. We can be found there. And we have our uh, apps for uh, Android and for um, Apple. Uh, at the uh, respective play stores and download those apps. They're free of charge. Um, all of these sermons can be downloaded from our website, by the way, for future reference, uh, either just the audio portion or the video 
portion can be downloaded from our website, okay? And again, this is to make the Word of God more accessible to all those around the world. Amen, amen. So I pray you'll avail yourself and others, loved ones, family members, friends, even those that may be giving you a hard time because God doesn't want that person giving you a hard time to perish any either. Amen. So give them links to these messages also. Praise God. Why don't we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord God. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead, that we shall remember these words, O oh Lord God, and be touched by your Holy Spirit, O oh Lord God, so that we can respond to your call. This we pray in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you and we adore you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Thanks for joining us. Come back around for the next time. Amen, amen, and uh, go forth and be blessed. And just remember that through Christ Jesus, you can do all things. And remember that Jesus is indeed Lord. And I sing praises to you.